0: Okay, one, two, three. The, the Melody, Melody Feed Podcast.
1: Rock and roll. Music. 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 Music.
0: This is a conversation about music. your vibrational basis. Oh my gosh. Nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: music. Uh, music. Reggae
1: music. Trial and Error Collective podcast by the Trial and Error Collective. Woo! Cool. Hello, hello. Hey friends. How's it going? Going well. Hey hey. We're doing it. It's a 90s themed episode on the Melody Feed podcast. Uh this is Parisa.
0: This is Mike.
3: And this is
1: Brittany. Yeah, so stoked to have our good friend Brittany on. Um, Very excited yeah. to be here. You, Thanks you for know. having me. Yeah,
0: thanks for thanks for coming.
1: Totally. Yeah, I feel like 90s banter is what we already do a lot of the time, so might as well put it into a podcast <laughs> form, you know. It's it's
0: <laughs> what we know best.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, so stoked to be talking about the 90s. We got a lot of grounds to cover it, you know. It's hard to kind of uh, do an entire decade in like 50 minutes, but We're going to do our best, play some fun trivia games along the way.
0: Yeah, it should be pretty interesting. This is the decade that the three of us grew up in. Um, So, you know, we were quite small people. Our minds were still developing. (laughs) Memories still forming.
1: That is true. I recently came across this awful fact that um, it's like for us when we were kids, people talking about the sixties is like what this generation is to hear about the nineties. You know, Mm, that makes sense.
3: That makes sense. Yeah. But
1: I, I, you know, I
3: also really grew up a lot in the aughts, which in, in diving into this, this content of the nineties, I was like, Whoa, I had to really think about what I had put in, in my memory bank that I thought was the nineties, but was actually the aughts. So,
0: yeah. There's some spillover and from the 80s too. stuff that you think is in the 90s is from the 80s. Totally.
1: I feel like that's always kind of been an argument with, um, you know, people a little bit older than us. That it's like, well, you're not really a 90s kid because even though, you know, I was born in 92, I think the same for you, too, right? And then, Mike, you're what, 1990?
0: 87, actually.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Well, mm-hmm. so yeah, you might be one of those people to be like, you're not really 90s kids because we were just, you know. Very small.
3: Right. Yes. But I mean, yeah. but you think you have like such, I have such like vivid memories, you know, of even being like such a young kid and like, it really, it, it gives, it skews my, my memories of it a little bit. Right. But it's still an interesting perspective. I think.
0: Right. Like how much of that actually happened and how much you just imagined. Right. <laughs>
1: Totally. Well, so you, how do you guys think that as, like, just being a, a 90s kid kind of shaped your your music taste today?
3: Um, I feel like the 90s, right, even looking back into it, it's like so, there's so many different, like, styles of music that have their, like, their bit of time. And so I feel like it really kind of gave me this, I don't know, I can attribute my sort of taste, like, eclectic taste in music to like, music in the 90s shaping me, right? Like, from when I was a child, like, listening to the radio in the car with my mom, you know, like, Jewel and Natalie and and feeling weird about the song Torn and being like, what? And, <laughs> and then, yeah, like, you know, going into more more grunge and being really into, like, Alice in Chains when I was, like, also a nice. child. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like, even, you know, growing up, and it not being in the nineties anymore, but like returning to like all the crazy electronic music that was happening, and like trip hop, and just like yeah, there's just so much going on, and
0: it's, yeah,
3: it shaped it shaped me.
0: <laughs> I feel like uh, okay. they would try to ram it all into one radio station too. Like like it would be like dance songs followed by like Nirvana, followed mm-hmm. by like Weird Al. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i didn't even talk okay. about weird owl or like the spice girls but also huge <laughs> <laughs> oh <Sure>. yeah
1: <laughs> yes yeah
0: um, what about you mike yeah i mean for me uh like the stuff that i was listening to um definitely made me want to play the guitar that was like the whole reason like when all that grunge stuff was coming out in the 90s like you know, yeah just so many guitar bands that seemed so cool and um, my uncles, when I was growing up, were feeding me a lot of music, like Soundgarden and um, the Offspring. Green Day was like the mm. first big one when I was like eight years old. Totally. When when Dookie came out, yeah. and uh, yeah, you know, spiky hair. Everybody had <laughs> spiky hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have spiky hair, but I wanted it. I didn't. I don't think I knew how to. Do, I don't think I knew how to do that.
1: That's gel. Um, it's never too late. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, gel. I didn't know what gel was.
3: <laughs> People's hair just like this, How huh? They're born with it. Yeah. They just wake
0: up and it's just like that. Just
3: <laughs>
1: <bore>. <laughs> did uh Did you have bleach tips at all? Uh, I guess that's kind of more early 2000s. No, I don't know. Was that 90s also? It was 90s oh into God. the
0: 2000s, I think. Yeah, yeah
1: like N- a late 90s. No, thing.
0: I, I kind of wish that I did, but... I think I was, like, really shy growing up, so I didn't want to bring any more attention to myself than necessary.
1: Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah. I also liked Beck. I remember I was really obsessed with Beck. I had that Odelay album. Yeah. Um, And that was really crazy because that's, like, the, I feel like also in the 90s there was a that blending of hip-hop and rock was really going on, and Beck did that really well, and there was a few other... 311 did that really well, and there was a few other bands. There's a bunch of bands that did it. But, yeah. I mean, like, the 90s music is what made me want to play music, 100%. Hell, yeah. Yeah, what about you?
1: Um, I think for me it all comes down to one CD, and I still remember <laughs> this day so clearly. Like, it's one of those things when you, you bought it at the time you didn't – like, I didn't know what kind of impact it would have, <laughs> you know? But I originally went to Best Buy, uh, unfortunately it wasn't like a cool, I didn't go to like a cool record store. I just went to a Best Buy cause I wanted to buy a Whitney Houston CD. But right before I did, I like looked over and there was like a Saturday Night Live, like nineties compilation CD. Mm. And as a kid I was like, uh, you know, actually I'm just going to go with this one. Not because I knew any of the music on there, but like, because I was like, that show's funny. I'm going to buy this CD, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's like that CD forever changed my life. Cause like. Track one, Rape Me by Nirvana. Whoa. Then you got like whole Alanis Morissette, mm-hmm. um, Beastie Boys, Dr. Dre, uh, like Arrested Development. And I think it just also kind of goes to sh- like how we were talking about the radio stations. Like I feel like the 90s was like the first time, especially with grunge, that we're starting to see like heavier things in mainstream, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, So I think that was just huge, too, to, like, be growing up at a time where, like, yeah, this is just stuff that you'd be seeing at, like, a Best Buy, you know? And, like, growing up Mm -hmm. in the suburbs in Scottsdale where there weren't a lot of cool, like, you know, independent stores nearby that, like, someone could just turn you on to, like, a cool record. That was cool that I just picked up this CD because I knew what SNL was and it was like, oh. Yeah. cool, this is going to change me forever, you know?
0: <laughs> nice. That's great. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, speaking of grunge, let's bring on our good friend and special guest, um, author of the new book, The Poetics of Noise from Dada to Punk, and the recent winner of the March Pladness Essay Contest. Hello. <laughs> John Malilo, Hello hey, John. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> How's it going?
2: Things are good. Uh, I have some serious March, March plaidness bling. I got a big ring from one of the organizers in the mail and uh, yeah, life is good. <laughs> I always
1: wondered, yeah, what happens when you win? That's cool. It's like a, like a championship <laughs> ring. Huge,
2: a huge championship ring.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that rules. So cool. for people who don't um, know about the March Pladness essays, um, tell us a little bit Yeah, about the tournament and about your awesome Local H essay. Oh,
2: um, so um, March Pladness is one version of this uh, tournament of essays called March Xness. It's organized by a colleague of mine, um, Andrew Munson, uh, and his partner, uh, Megan Campbell. And it's been going on uh, for five or six years now. The first one was March Sadness, and it's kind of this play on uh, March Madness. And the idea is that there's essays matched with songs, and then people vote on the essays songs in a kind of like Tournament of 64 style thing. And yeah, this year I was lucky enough to ride the coattails of Local H, uh, Chicago <laughs> band, uh, and their song Bound for the Floor. And I wrote an essay about them and, you know, life listening to them in 1996.
1: <laughs> cool. It's, it rules. Um, here's a local H related question What does copacetic mean? <laughs> a question that's plagued grunge teens for years.
2: <laughs> yeah. You just don't get it. You keep it copacetic. Uh, that word, uh, well, the essay originally started out. My essay, like, kind of was like, it ended up taking more of a a personal turn, but also sort of this more like large scale, like what does it mean to be even thinking about grunge or doing grunge? I don't know right now, but anyways, the initial version of the essay was going to be this long uh, reflection on that word because it is probably because of that song is why that word still exists like in (laughs) popular culture. (laughs) Yeah. But it's means like, cool. Like, Okay. It it's sort of a very blah kind of word, actually. Oh yeah, it's copacetic. Okay, cool. It's things are good. <laughs> and there's actually this I there's this it. really long like there's this debate about the origins of it. They think this novelist who is actually from Chicago and just invented the word. It kind of sounds like it's a fancy word, right? But It was just probably Mm -hmm. invented for this, like, little uh, novel at the beginning of the 20th century. And then it kind of, like, set, you know, uh, got into the, like, song lyrics of other kinds through the century. It's a a very weird word. Invented, but, like, fancy sounding.
0: So it just means, like, you're chill. Yeah. Mm.
2: Everything's
3: all good. Everything's copacetic. (laughs)
2: It's all copacetic. Copacetic. I'm going to
3: start using it more, I think, in my... (laughs)
0: Day to day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Let's see how many times we can squeeze it into this interview. <laughs> yeah, I
2: th-
1: yeah.
0: I think it's a it's a good word for
2: contemporary life. I don't know why, but somehow totally that totally. or like yeah, yeah. It's like the opposite of I guess how everybody generally feels. So <laughs> that means not appropriate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, it was cool to see that local H was like they like read the essay and they were like active in Twitter, you know, being like yeah john we love you yeah i mean
2: I, it's great it was really special i mean, again i when i first saw that they like reacted to the essay and had read it and were talking about it it was like it was so like heart melting um because it really was this like this version of myself you know i was 15 and 96 and that song was on the radio a lot and uh you know this that version of myself never really thought there would be some kind of like relationship in that way so i was really whoa like really happy about it yeah it's crazy and but they were like uh they were are you know they're still active they just came out with an album last year like right at the height of the pandemic almost like exactly a year from now they're like you know, planning to go on tours. And, like, they're also, like, very... I I realize now, you know, very connected with their fans and, like, you know, do a lot of stuff for them. And, you know, they they paid attention not just to my essay but to all the essays. And I thought that was pretty cool in the tournament overall. There have been some bands in the past that are just, like gotten in there and be like we want to win no matter what but they were like <laughs> oh we just really like the essay but should we be saying anything i don't know oh we're sorry that we cut it <laughs> 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 i mean this is kind of what's funny is you know mm-hmm. uh, other bands you know just who are on twitter but they just don't pay attention to that stuff you know so some bands uh you know like you know you at nirvana or whatever and whoever whatever robot is running the nirvana thing doesn't care you know <laughs> Right. Whereas, like, <laughs> the local H folks, you know, I think they're actually there as humans, like, behind the technology. And so that's why it kind of it means something as opposed to just, like, uh, you know, there's no... Robot that just ignores it on the other side, which was pretty cool. Right.
1: I love it. Um well yeah, speaking of grunge words and oh. lyrics, um <laughs> nice segue. Smith. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <Sniff. laughs> um, we have a little game called Guess Those Grunge Lyrics. What is this song all about can't figure So I got uh, three different 10-second clips from grunge songs that we all know and love. And even myself, when I was putting this together, I actually had to get the lyrics because I was like, I've heard the song, what, a hundred million times, but I'm just realizing now I actually have been singing the song <laughs> my whole life. So yeah, we're going to try and test the uh, you know vocal processing yeah. skills of grunge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That was like Weird Al Yankovic's whole thing. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i almost
1: the,
0: the marbles yeah. the marbles in his mouth yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly i'm sad weird al didn't even make it past the first round of march plaidness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i really tried to i really tried to get some votes in but a great, <laughs> essay.
2: great essay good song
1: <laughs> um so let's see the first clip we got here is going to be a uh, nirvana in bloom this little verse. And then if John can't gets it, maybe uh, Mike and Brittany, you can try and do your best guesses as well.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Guess that grunge lyric. I got
0: the, I got the first one. Uh, I, I Well, this
2: is, yeah, I know that all this stuff by heart because Nirvana was like, the yeah, and still are like the anyways. Spring is here again. Reproductive glands.
1: Nice. Oh, oh, shoot. Shoot. Um, Hooray! Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Again, this yeah, a song that I I figured I would know, but apparently <laughs> what don't. Did you, what
0: did other? What did you guys think it said? It sounded like complete gibberish to me.
1: Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I I agree. It's just one of those songs I've heard
3: a thousand times, and I think when I'm singing along, I'm just like. I make up words.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what I would say
3: here. Like, <laughs> it makes so much sense
1: when you're just listening to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's impressive. The, the next one, not necessarily hard in the sense that it's like gibberish, but just very abstract lyricism. We have Losers Beck, this little verse.
0: In the time
3: of-
1: It's was a like, lot in was, that one. There's
2: <laughs> this is a lot of words.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes.
2: It ended with beefcake pantyhose. Uh, nice. Uh, yes. Chimpanzee. In the it. time of chimpanzees, there was a monkey. Uh, shoot. Now like don't have it in my brain anymore.
3: <laughs> is, is it butane in my veins?
0: We could probably play it again. Oh, yeah.
3: Yes. Very nice. A, a mouth.
1: We got, so we got <laughs> That's the first one down. A
3: mouth. A mouth. I don't
1: know what's after that. So we got yeah, you got the in the time of chimpanzees I was a monkey, butane in my veins, and should I play it again? Yeah. On this my- Okay, I'll do like a line line by line <laughs> thing. So let's see.
0: In the time of chimpanzees
3: I was a monkey. Butane in my
1: veins and mouth to cut the chunky with the plastic
0: eyeballs. Mouth <laughs> to cut the chunky. Yeah, something's chunky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: i um I'll give you guys the point. I'm out to cut the junkie. Ah. Um, yeah.
0: Out to <laughs> cut I guess the junkie. That mm. could
1: be like a whole other game of like, um, what it, What do those lyrics actually mean? That's the whole other thing.
2: Interpretation?
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. there's some yeah. extremely deep meaning going on there. That's
2: <laughs> yeah. a whole other podcast for sure. I mean, we could yeah. definitely spend oh, half yeah. Yeah. an hour. I would, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: all right, and then the next line here. Um, Spray, the the with the plastic eye balls. Spray paint
2: the vegetables. Spray paint
0: the vegetables, yeah. Dog food skulls. The
1: beefcake. Oh, it's close. Not skulls, dog but uh, something that a horse would stand. Dog food in. stalls.
0: Dog food stalls. Dog
1: food stalls. Wow. Wow. Nice.
0: Right. Okay. That changes the Sext- song for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Has that ever happened to you guys? Where like you have sung a song in one way your whole life, and then you look up the lyrics, but then you realize you actually like your version much better. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you email <laughs> the artist to tell them to change it and re-record it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I saved the hardest one for last mm. um, Perhaps infamously the most um, I feel like this was like the kind of uh, The song that's like the epitome of like the, the hard to guess grunge lyrics So here we have Pearl Jam's uh, Yellow Leadbetter Oh no Yes, that grunge <laughs> oh. uh,
2: I'm going to like I'm showing off my own like deep limitations here. I, everyone should have that memorized, right? I I had on, on a year I called and I said uh, Shoot. I don't know. You're pretty close.
1: <laughs> you got the like time part. It's on a weekend. Oh. What? Um, should I play it one more time See yeah. if we can catch yeah. any, more, any more words Okay
0: <laughs> He's not even it's so change. funny
3: to me <laughs>
2: That the second line is like I cannot, but then it called and I said and I, I called and I said and I woke <laughs> and, I, and I said, i have something, out something out
0: of here. I'm hearing I'm hearing wizard a wizard on a way. Yeah, in the second oh. line.
2: Yeah. I Interesting. Like that That's all I'm
0: picking out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a wizard on a weekend. It's like the wizard got the weekend off, and he's a wizard on his way to his weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Pearl Jam was famous for their sword and sorcery <laughs> themes. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like a D&D note this weekend. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, should I just read them? That'd
0: be great. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's on a weekend. I want to wish it all away. Yeah. And they called and I said that I'll go. And I said that I'll call out again. Nice. Yep. Okay. A- amazing that hmm. there were actually words in
3: there. Somewhere. I feel like that's one of the yeah, funnest things okay. about trying to sing along to Pearl Jam. That was like, you're just. <laughs> <laughs> like these are
0: words.
1: It's the. It's the best karaoke material because everyone <laughs> everyone has their Pearl Jam impressions mm. ready to totally, go. Yeah. You know,
2: everyone's got mm-hmm. their better warble ready to go.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for playing. Guess that grunge lyric, um, and <laughs> thank if you, you, you want to tell me. us a little bit, oh yeah, um, and if you want to tell us a little bit about your book, um, just came out last year, right?
2: It did. It just came out in September. Poetics of noise from data to punk. Um, it should be, it's on, it's a hardback right now. It'll be in paperback uh, in the spring, next spring. So like a year from now. And it's about precisely this game, I guess, um, <laughs> because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's about how different uh, poets uh, imagine or make noise through the 20th century. So it's like, it starts off with poets in World War One who are trying to like describe the noise of World War I um to people who are in at home but it also ends with punk rock and the ways that like exactly this stuff happens where the voice is turned more into like a noise or a sound rather than like something that's supposed to convey like the lyrics perfectly um and so it's all about like that weird feeling of being in between it's like i know there's words here but i can't make them out and does that matter anyways that's kind of what the mm. book is about
1: wow how fitting yeah. <laughs> but that's like exactly what we just <laughs> quite literally yeah. exactly and
2: you think like in poetry like the words are supposed to matter the most right i mean if there's one thing in the world where words matter it's poetry but i'm interested in sort of poetry where that's trying to undo words or trying to like make the words more mumbled or uh strange in some way uh yeah i mean if there's anything right. yeah i'm you know i i, I teach at University of Arizona too and I make music and if there's anything that's sort of been guiding me throughout is sort of this weird back and forth between the noise of the voice and the voice as like a carrier of of meaning or carrier of words in some way. It's like back and forth between those two places.
1: I love that. That's very copacetic. Very (laughs) copacetic. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's really, Grunge is so perfect for that discussion because it's not like um, necessarily being able to discern the lyrics is what made Pearl Jam great, you know? Like we were saying, we've all loved Pearl Jam for how many years? Never knew what he was saying, but it didn't make the music any less good. (laughs) It's true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, in that um, documentary on Grunge that I watched uh, before this episode, everybody was just talking about how cool it was to watch Eddie Vedder swinging from the lights and, like, on the stage stuff. Nobody ever said anything about his lyrics or his singing. It was always that it was cool watching him, like, do crazy shit on stage.
2: Yeah. All about the attitude. People would say stuff about that, too, with, like, Nirvana, too. It's all about, like, you know, like the crazy presence or the voice, but not necessarily, like, what the lyrics are saying. But
0: that said,
2: there's also... It's kind of funny how grunge was, like, it tried to be really punk in the sense that it tried to bring lots of new content or new feelings or emotions into the mainstream in a way that hadn't been expressed before. So that's kind of interesting, too. That On the one hand, mm. it's like, who cares about the lyrics? But on the other hand, it like has a whole other like expressive vocabulary.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And where mm. can people uh, find your book?
2: Um, hopefully at a, at a library near them. Um, but also uh, through all your favorite retailers um, and through Bloomsbury. It's published by Bloomsbury Academic, and so Bloomsbury's website also has it. Right now, just so folks aren't shocked when they see, it's still in that academic mode where it's sold mostly to libraries. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you to ask your librarian to buy the book or to get the book. But if you want to buy it, it's like a 100 bucks right now. But when <laughs> it'll emerge someday for not as much.
1: Awesome, oh. cool. Well, thank you so much, John.
2: Thank you for having me. This is great.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on the show.
2: Thank you.
1: Our pleasure. You.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Well, that was copacetic. Um, we all remember the band Bush. Famously, what's his what's his name? <laughs> look at that guy's name. Gavin I like, <laughs> the famous guy, Adam. you know. <laughs> Gavin Rossdale, he's English. Oh, oh what? Yeah. yeah,
0: the whole band is. Yeah,
1: I forgot. That's
0: it was, weird. that was like the British response to uh, to like Nirvana and stuff. I actually absolutely loved Bush growing up. Like they, totally. were, they were they yeah, after after Green Day. It was Bush <laughs> was the second, like, big one. Nice. Oh, yeah. Um, I had their cassette tapes. I had that uh, razor blade suitcase was one of them, and then 16 Stone was the other really good cassette. Hell, yeah. And then they kind of went downhill.
3: Right. And Yeah. He married Gwen Stefani. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: That was, a, that was a cool, like, I mean, they, they got married in the 2000s, but that was, like, a fun... You know, two big 90s um, Right Stars, and now she's with that Country Day this kind of a bummer <laughs> Yeah,
3: but, I mean, we, yeah, no doubt It was also one
1: of my favorite 90s Groups While we're still kind of on the topic of Grunge, I have a quick Game Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Bush versus Bush Not gonna do it Not gonna do it
0: would be At this
1: yeah. Um, first of all, I would like to thank Brittany for this incredible um, idea for this game. <laughs> thank you. So good. So as we know, two um, power power forces, for better or worse, m- mostly for worse when it comes to the president. But <laughs> we had two um, two Bushes that, <laughs> that were uh, huge in the 90s. We got George Bush and we got Bush the grunge band. So... <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple quotes. Um, we can, yeah, I don't know if we want to like switch off who answers. Um, and We're going to guess who said it, George Bush or the band Bush. Are we ready? Oh, I'm so ready. ready.
0: I'm so ready. This is great.
1: <laughs> All right. Who would like to go first?
0: Uh, you go first, Brittany. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm ready. All right. Let's start off right here. Um, don't let the days go by. Could have been easy on you. I couldn't change you, though I wanted to. Should have been easier by three. Our old friend fear, and you and me, glycerin. Who said it,
3: Bush or Bush? <laughs> uh, wow, I think that's from a very famous speech by George H. W. Bush. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have
1: to go with the band Bush. <laughs> you are correct. That's tough. Nice. <laughs> All right, Mike, are you ready for the next quote?
0: I'm so goddamn ready.
1: Okay, who said it? Bush versus Bush. Trying to eliminate Saddam, extending the ground war into occupation of Iraq would have violated our guideline about not changing objective in midstream, (laughs) engaging in mission (laughs) creep, and would have incurred uncalculable (laughs) human and political costs. Who said it?
0: (laughs) This, okay, this is really hard. (laughs) I feel like I might get this wrong. But I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that that was President George Bush.
1: You are
3: correct. Yes. One point. Tricked you with mission creep, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brittany, are you ready? I'm ready. Which Bush famously said that he has got a mushing head and? It is better than the rest.
3: Sheen <laughs> mm. head. Mm. Mm.
1: Push. Mm. The band.
3: That is correct.
1: <laughs> wow!
0: Wow! I was pretty nervous with that
1: one. <laughs> you've, you've passed another level. All right. This one's a tough one. It's going to be the the uh, last quote here. Are you ready, Mike?
0: I think so. Okay, go ahead.
1: Alright, for the final Bush versus Bush, here we go. I do not like broccoli, and I haven't liked it since I was a little kid, and my mother made me eat it. And I'm President of the United States, and I'm not gonna eat any more broccoli. Now look, this is... This is the last statement I'm going to have on broccoli. There are truckloads of broccoli at this very minute descending on Washington. My family is divided. For the broccoli vote out there, Barbara loves broccoli. She has tried to make me eat broccoli. (laughs) She eats it all the time herself, so she can go out and meet the caravan of broccoli that's coming in. Was that George H. Bush, or was that a famous grunge song from the band Bush?
0: That is... So ridiculous.
3: (laughs) What is that even from?
1: (laughs) Um,
0: Do I have the third option of saying that neither of them said that? Uh,
1: If that's what you want to take, you know.
0: (sighs) Um, I'm going to, all right, I think it was the President George Bush that said
1: that. All right, calculating the answers. Click, 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 click. You are correct.
0: Oh, my God. Wow, gosh.
1: what's the broccoli <laughs> quote Did from? he really?
0: Did he? What is, why does he hate that? <sighs> Broccoli's so good.
1: I know, but he broccoli said, is I'm, great. I'm the president. I don't need to eat any more oh, broccoli.
3: Oh, no. Presidential <laughs> order no more broccoli.
0: Put a little cheese on it.
3: But Bush God. loved he- broccoli.
0: He Man. set broccoli back <laughs> yeah. by a decade with that statement.
1: <laughs> yeah, what? I wonder if Gavin is on. Uh, Gavin Rossdale is on some um, any sort of social media. If we can ask a follow what's up, what's his like... stance on broccoli? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, can we can we get him on the show?
1: <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> Our next special guest is <laughs> Gavin Rossdale
1: Only here to talk. <laughs> Where <about> we broccoli. <laughs> eat broccoli together.
3: <laughs> See how he likes it. <laughs>
1: Uh, wonderful. Well, you both win. Thank you. For Thank playing. you. That was, that was great. <laughs> Not
0: gonna do That's it, so Not <laughs> gonna do it.
1: Oh man. It wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Well, let's see. Another big uh, topic we were gonna we we're gonna tackle is uh, 90s TV and movie soundtracks. So many iconic Ooh. things. Ooh. Um, what are some of your favorite movie soundtracks, you guys? But but come to mind.
0: Jurassic Park?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, um hmm. This is tricky. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic, really?
0: Yeah. I gotta look. Th- oh, oh, my God. Here's a big one. Wayne's World. Yes. Oh Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I feel like yeah. a lot of the, like, compilation-type soundtracks, like Tower Records and, like, Wayne's World, mm-hmm. those were so huge. And even, like, you know, I was watching, um... I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie Angus. No. Uh, I don't think so. It's like a 90s like teen coming of age movie, but it's so cool to like look back on those soundtracks to be like, man, even like you know, it had like all these cool grunge, pop punk 90s sort of stuff. Like it's such a like cool time warp and also just like yeah, this is what, you know, we don't have to just do whatever mainstream stuff for a movie soundtrack.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's
1: true.
0: All right. So, um, this game's going to be extremely hard.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and it's not because you guys are bad at guessing, but it's going to be because <laughs> uh, it's going to be really hard for me to pull this off. But here we go, anyway. <laughs> this is, we'll call this the 90s TV show Automaton game.
3: Mm-hmm. Woo! I like it.
0: Yeah, um, so I have an automaton instrument, which is this uh, strange Japanese instrument that is kind of like it's like a it looks like a note it looks like a quarter note, and you run your fingers along the this top the top stick sticky part, and then you open and close the bottom like ball part, and it makes crazy sounds like that. <laughs> That sounds pretty bizarre so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna try to play some tv themes and you guys are gonna have to try to guess them and added and for an added layer of difficulty i didn't practice at (laughs) all
1: that's great yeah i love It, it. it can't wait Truly testing our our
3: '90s slash YTK, also listening
1: skills. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, the other crazy thing about this instrument is that there's no um, there's no like notes according to like the keyboard. It doesn't go from note. There's no semitones. I guess is what you would say. Mm. It's like just full like. It's just like there's
3: <laughs> ter- wow.
0: microtonal, just okay. microtonal. There's no like distinction from notes. <laughs> so anyway, let's see if we can do this. All right, go up to. Woo! A... <laughs> All right, do you do you guys want to guess one at a time or no? Well, I think let's, it should yeah, just let's be work together. Can, okay, yeah, can get it okay, first. Yeah.
3: that's good. Teamwork.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're gonna need each other's teamwork to <laughs> so be able to guess these ones. Okay, here's the first one.
3: <laughs> That's the X file.
0: Yes, okay. Right. Woo! That was the easiest yes. one that you're gonna get. That's good. <laughs>
3: That's good. That was
0: recognizable,
1: you know
3: I feel like they used automatons to make it.
0: <laughs> Spot on. Yes, <laughs> I did. Okay. This one might be a little more difficult, (laughs) but here we go. Um.
3: Is it Rugrats?
1: Mm. (laughs) No, it's Seinfeld.
0: Yes. Wow.
1: (laughs) Brittany's really good at this. I did not know... You were an automaton expert.
3: Oh, uh, you know, a dabble. <laughs> Very good. Wow, Very impressive!
1: Good. I did not get that
3: at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, I should have got it because I was just over here saying how recognizable the <laughs> <ball> <laughs> is.
1: Oh boy.
0: Um. Ooh. Okay. This one might be really hard. Let me think about this for a second. <laughs> 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 what?
1: <laughs> what is that one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all you get.
3: <laughs> Wait, try, try again. Let me try,
0: try it one more Try time. it one more time. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Family yes. Matters. What show is that? What's the name of Family that show? Family Matters. Though? No, that's yeah, that is Family Matters, huh? No, no, full, no, house. no full House. Full House. Full oh,
0: House. Oh, yep, nice. yep, yep. There you go. Yes. Nice. Good job. So good. Wow, you guys are surprisingly good. Yes. <laughs> that was
1: wow.
3: great. That was great. That was
0: yeah. That one was kind of hard.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. Okay. I've got one more and then we'll, mm. and then that'll be that.
2: Okay.
1: There you go. Um. <laughs> this sounds like, you know, when you like go into like a guitar center and it's like a bunch of kids just being like, dun, 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 uh, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, try I it. Can try, to, try it one more yeah. time,
0: yeah. Okay, okay. And again, like I I've never tried playing this song on the <laughs> Otomo Tone before, yeah. so I don't blame you for not being able to really tell what's going on. Um <laughs>
3: Uh, I'm really at a loss on
0: this one. So. Yeah. I, okay. Here, I'll I'll give you a hint by singing it with my mouse, but not yeah. saying the words. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Dawson's
1: Creek. Creek. <coughs> oh, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: It's not your fault. Just, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. So beepy.
1: <laughs>
0: Three out of four is pretty good, you guys. Yeah, that's yeah. that's great. Good game, good good game. Okay.
1: Wow. Well done. Thank you. Ooh. Another great game. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. Well, I guess um, before we get into Brittany's game, I don't know if we, you know, do we have any last thoughts about uh. The '90s and slash Y2K and music and uh,
3: I think maybe my game might give us a few more talking points, but there's still just a dip of the toes into what the '90s were. But
0: it is true.
1: Let's yeah, let's play your your limerick game. Let's do it. Okay. All right, are you ready
3: <laughs> for the limerick
1: challenge?
0: Yeah, appreciate you go first.
1: Okay, sounds good. I'm ready. This okay. is good, um, mm. good practice for this. I can yeah, say this. Yeah, for, is like for a, Wait Wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For people listening, um, Brittany and I are huge fans of weight Wait. Don't tell me, and we're we're trying to get on. So, Peter Sagel, if you listen to Mr. this, you're listening. Consider this my audition tape. <laughs> mm.
0: All
3: right.
1: Do you need a re- refresher of uh, how Limerick works? The rhyming pattern. I think I got it. Well, let's just, let's just let's do a little refresher for, for the audience. Okay,
3: so your job is to fill in the last word of the limerick, mm-hmm. which is going to rhyme or slant rhyme with the first two lines of the limerick.
1: Love it. I'm ready.
3: All right. The 90s were big for Canadian queens, representing all over the music scene. Never could we forget Alanis Morissette, Shania Selene, and young Avril... Levine. Woo! Yeah. That was really
0: good. Speaking was of Canada. Book.
3: Right? Well written. Um, Absolutely. You know, I only mentioned some uh, Canadian female music artists here, but Shania is like the biggest selling female country music person, I'm pretty sure. Still. Celine, one of the top selling female artists of all time. Mm-hmm. And young mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne, right, getting her start in 1999, like most of our other pop pop people we've been talking about.
1: Totally. It's funny you mentioned her and that I did this limerick because just uh, yesterday I revisited the MTV icon episode with Metallica where, you know, like different bands cover Metallica. It's like early 2000s. So it doesn't really make sense because it's like all new metal bands covering them. Uh um, uh, Avril Lavigne does a rendition of Fuel Oh. Not great. <laughs> but it's fun to watch. Fun to watch oh, young Avril take on a take on some Metallica. Oh my god.
3: That's funny. Oh well, um, yeah, and, and Alanis Morissette I also had some fun trying to rhyme Morissette with stuff. Um, that was good. <laughs> but yeah, so great. I love Alanis.
1: Oh yeah. One of yeah. my favorite Canadians. Probably one of my favorite like 90s 90s icons, you know. Held up,
0: yeah, she was huge. Held
1: up so well. I mean, yeah, Jagged Little Pill is one of the top-selling albums of the '90s for sure.
3: It was so good,
1: yeah. Okay, you
3: mentioned something in the last bit that kind of leads into the next limerick. Are you ready?
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah.
3: Mike, it's up to you this time. All right. Oh boy. (laughs) In the mid '90s, a genre was born: hip hop metal. On that, we're still torn. Rapping and screaming is all too appealing. New metal fans love the taste of
0: corn. Yes.
3: yes. Woo! New metal, right? We didn't really talk about new metal, but I feel it's like
0: true. It yeah. got its
3: start in it the mid to late 90s. The...
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. I literally went through puberty in one weekend listening to corn. <laughs> <laughs> Like I left, <laughs> I left my parents' house and with a high voice, like a high squeaky voice, and went and stayed at my slept over my buddy Dustin's house for like a couple nights, and we were just listening to Corn, um, Six Feet Under, just like heavy stuff with, and like, and I just came home and like, hey mom. <laughs>
3: listen to corn it changed my whole life yeah
1: (laughs) that's Um, hilarious that really is like yeah the 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 like puberty soundtrack like metal (laughs) is really truly a puberty soundtrack which is funny yeah it's like funny in retrospect when you listen to these lyrics to be like oh man you were like 30 years old when you wrote this you know but it's like very teenage angst but
0: but also it's like they know who their audience is and they're just like we, we recognize that these preteens are having a hard time with this transition, and we're going to write some songs that speak hey. to them and support them.
1: Totally. Yeah. You know? It kind of, almost in a weird way, it still carried on the, like, boy band legacies, you know? Yeah. But just with, like... Yeah. The-
0: Right, because there was different characters. Like, remember Slipknot? Slipknot? They had different characters. There's the clown guy, the pointy nose guy, yeah. the spiky guy, and the,
3: well, they just yeah. yeah, they just um, they don't really they just do whatever they want, right? There's like costumery. There's like there's always a DJ randomly, and like mm.
0: they're just
3: <laughs> whatever we feel like doing. We just a genre yeah. of mix.
0: Corn, <laughs> yeah, Corn had two bass players, didn't they? Like just. So unnecessary, <laughs> and yet so, so perfect. So <laughs> Slipknot had a, a guy that was just playing on a keg. <laughs> he was just hitting. He was just yeah. hitting a keg of beer with uh, a drumstick, and that was his instrument. Rest
1: mm-hmm. in peace, man. Well, I was like, yeah, I was just saying too the other day that like one thing, like obviously, am New metal had its time, and it's done. <laughs> you know, mostly for. It was fun while it lasted, but definitely not a genre that needed to stick around for more than like, you know, four or no. five years. But, um, no. one thing I think about new metal that would have been cool if it like stuck around was like how you said, every band had a DJ, you know, mm-hmm. so much like cool mm-hmm. scratching. Like, honestly, you know, yeah, people can say whatever they want about Linkin Park or any of those bands. But yeah, Miss, Mr. Hahn, he was a great DJ. Totally. Yeah. I...
3: Bringing people together, I think, is what yeah, New um, Metal's all <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, the Deftones also had a DJ, and I still like the Deftones. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. survived the New Metal phase. They're, the last album that they just came out with, however many months ago that last one came out, it was not bad.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, I feel like a, uh, there were bands that like kind of crossed through that phase, even though they weren't necessarily New Metal, Like, like even like System of a Down or like, a lot of yeah. Mike Patton projects. I mean, Mike Patton is kind of like blamed for starting new metal, even though he's not new metal. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of people are like, "God damn it!" But he didn't. He didn't make new metal, you know. But he kind of was the like one of the first people to kind of do the funky, rap, rock metal mm-hmm. thing, you know.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. And then Fred <clears throat> dosed around it for everybody. Yeah.
1: But in everything, there's you know something to like, even in Limp Bizkit. You have West Borland, you know. Right. He's extremely talented. So there's always totally. There's always something to look back on positively when it comes to when it comes to Yeah, it's that.
0: it's true. Yeah, I don't mean to fully shit on Limp Biscuit.
1: Oh, I mean you can totally fully shit on Limp Biscuit. They, <laughs> they can't. Yeah. But it's it's good that they existed, you know. Oh yeah. I still will put on that some songs cuz nostalgia is fun, you it know. Is. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, it, it is a favorite <laughs> pastime of Prusa and wow. mine to rewatch Slim Piscuit at the 99 uh, Woodstock. Yes. Woodstock 99. It's, it's a great it's show. It's
0: very entertaining. It's yeah.
3: highly
1: entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk about like a, a another time capsule thing that because I feel like, you know, th- this episode is definitely kind of like more of a late 90s Y2K themed Podcast, but I think, yeah, Woodstock 99 is really the pinnacle of that cross, that that Y2K bridge, you know? Like all those artists mm-hmm. were really like, yep, yeah. this is. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, a band that we haven't mentioned yet that was also a huge 90s band that I loved was Primus.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, they were yeah. in Woodstock 99. And they were,
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what made me think of it. But they were like an anomaly. Like nobody sounded anything close to the primes. Totally. Mm-hmm.
1: All
3: right. I have a couple more. But it. it's oh, going yeah,
0: to
3: be a big turn from uh, from New Metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Chris, you ready? Yeah, <clears throat>
1: I'm
3: ready. TLC was the girl group to be. Crazy, sexy, cool won a Grammy. Their success in 94 left us wanting so much more members Left Eye T-Boz and...
1: Oh no! I always forget the other one's name. Um, left Eye T-Boz and rhymes with Grammy. Slant Ram. <laughs> <laughs> um, Janny? <laughs> oh.
3: It's left eye T Voz and chili.
1: Chili. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. Chili. Chili. That's a good that was a good slant rhyme. Very nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: I would I would not have gotten that. That's it's controversial
3: good. to use the slant rhyme, but like let me tell you, writing limericks is kind of <laughs> challenging. You're um, killing it.
1: You're killing it.
3: But yeah, just I'll recap TLC real quick. But they're highly successful. Yeah, I think I was reading the biggest, the best-selling American girl group of, like, all time. And we had the tragic passing of Left Eye in 2001. Mm -hmm. Mm. But they really, yeah, as far as, like, you know, girl role models in the R&B scene, really great.
1: Totally. But, yeah, it's a shame that, yeah, like you said, they're the top-selling, but they, like, went bankrupt because of their manager, they're kind of similar mm. to, like, oh, what you were saying, too. Like, a lot of those groups, like, yeah, never received, like, any of that money. And that they, yeah. they ended up having to file for bankruptcy. So sad.
3: Well, yeah. And another just, you know, group that was totally curated. Like, the idea of TLC was the thing before, you know, it wasn't like these these gals came together and were like, we're going to be a group. And it was like, no, you're going to be this this image <laughs> uh, and mm-hmm. going to be successful. But totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They also had like such good cultural commentary. Totally. That don't, don't Go Chasing Waterfalls, that was like, it was about the HIV yeah. mm-hmm. crisis and drugs and just like inner city struggles. And yeah, that video definitely was super deep.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We got one more. Mike is up, but it's it's also a departure. We're, we're hopping all around just like. Uh, no,
0: this is good. Just it. as much variety as the 90s. <clears throat> yeah.
3: All right. This decade's music got experimental. Massive Attack and Portishead are central. This renaissance takes us underground. Electronica took on a new sound. Trip hop was born in the city of.
0: Uh, wait. What is it rhyming with?
3: It's rhyming with experimental central. Keep in mind the the experimental central.
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, Bristol? Yes,
1: you got it! Nice! Nicely done, nicely done. (laughs) Great! Yeah, we hadn't really
3: touched on, you know, a lot of UK, but let's keep in mind that, you know... Yeah, trip hop was really cool. And it was like this whole underground scene in Bristol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just I'm so impressed you got that. I was like testing this limerick on people and they were like, what? (laughs) You can't rhyme Bristol is central. And I'm like, yes, you
0: can. Well, yeah, full disclosure, leading up to this episode, I watched a documentary about the history of drum and bass music. And there was uh, a lot yeah. of drum and bass music coming out of Manchester, Bristol, mm-hmm. and
3: London. Yeah, it's like all that like UK garage, mm-hmm. like drum and bass, jungle, like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Wonderful
1: limericks.
0: Thank you, Brittany.
3: Thank you, Blake. You're, you're,
1: you're welcome. welcome. Yeah, that amazing automaton game. Probably
0: those went. Those games went way better than I thought they were going to. <laughs> <Yeah. honestly. laughs> totally. totally. <coughs>
1: Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I guess any any closing thoughts about 90s slash Y2K music?
0: Well, I would just say that in the same way that each decade has a revival in music, like we've been experiencing the comeback of the 80s for a while in the 2000s and the 2010s and stuff, I'm very much looking forward to the, the comeback of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'll just say that. Definitely. Minus minus the heroin.
3: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It is an interesting shift, right? To notice I mean, I just feel like popular music today is like a lot of pop, but like hip hop into like hip hop pop, right? Like, mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like see like it had come back of like it was so it was so rocky in the nineties, you know, like just like Yeah. Um that Guitars would that would and- be
0: cool long hair and dirty dirtiness and yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. i guess my final thoughts are yeah wow it's such a such a crazy time you could talk about so many of the own genre moments of the 90s forever so like i know we didn't cover about like half of what was out there but man yeah we could you could talk forever about it
0: it's true totally yeah hmm
1: you know, so much, yeah, so many amazing, um, genres coming up and going and yeah, experiencing very short lived lives. But I think that's also a kind of cool thing, you know, that like grunge could just pop up for like five, six years and then just that's it. But then forever change the landscape of music forever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Real turbulent, ever-changing mm-hmm. time Absolutely.
0: definitely yeah and it's probably yeah it's probably it the
3: really best definitely, yeah. yeah i had a lot of fun going back and listening to 90s mm-hmm. playlists uh in in preparation for this uh and like watching yeah old mtv and vh1 and
1: stuff yeah it's good little flashbacks Hmm. well i think we got a lot to work with here
0: i think that's an episode
1: yeah yeah that was fun. Yeah, thank you again so much, Brittany, for joining us on this episode and for your fantastic limericks.
3: Of course, thank you. This was really fun.
1: Right on. And Mike, um, yeah, anything you'd like to mention? Would you like to um, plug your album real quick?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I plugged it last time, but I'll plug it again <laughs> just for fun. Just because a lot of our influences are from the 90s, so there you go. <laughs> My band is called Mute Swan, and we came out with an album um, earlier this year that you should check out on Bandcamp. The album is called Only Ever. And so just Google Mute Swan Bandcamp and you'll find our album. It'll be there, and it's available on vinyl. Or if you don't have a turntable for some strange reason, you can get it digital. <laughs>
1: right on well this has been another episode of the melody feed podcast brought to you by the trial and error collective you can find our blogs interviews zines at www.trialandaircollective.com and there's a link on our website with our paypal if you enjoyed this episode please consider donating we don't have money to run this help (laughs) please help (laughs) <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Yay! Oh. Okay, I messed
1: up recording.